Welcome to Truly Legendary, the beginner's guide to legendary and mythical creatures. I'm your host, TJ. And I'm Jessica. I want to welcome everybody into our very first episode in this podcast series. We're going to cover legendary and mythical creatures and the impact they've had on society, from their origins, where they came from, all the way up to recent sightings, eyewitness accounts, and stories of people who have claimed to see these monsters. Jessica's never heard of a lot of these monsters, so she's going to be reacting along with a lot of you to where we get some truth behind it and just some reactions. So today we're going to cover a myth that has impacted the entire region of Northeastern America. It's the only official state monster, and it even has a sports team named after it. Of course, this is none other than the New Jersey Devil. In the year 1736, Mother Leeds is preparing for her 13th child. Yep, that's right. 13 no. kids. No, thank you. Yeah, no. So she's getting ready for her 13th child, and in a moment of weakness, she cries out and she says, I hope this child is the devil. Which is just a natural reaction for anybody who's had 12 kids and is ready for the next one. So the nine months come and go, and... Her family shows up. She's surrounded by her loved ones, midwives, everybody who's supposed to be there. And she gives birth to a perfectly healthy little boy. Nothing abnormal, nothing strange about it. So everything is good, right? No, Nothing bad happened. She didn't curse the child, anything like that. So all's well that ends well. About 20 minutes later, something happens. Things start to change. The child goes from being a newborn infant to a full-grown adult instantly. Nothing in between, just straight to a full-grown adult. In the process, the child grew wings. <laughs> yes, and they were bat wings. So... Can I say it? What? He's Batman. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite Batman. But... Not only was it the wings, his face started to elongate, and it started to look like a goat, and he grew horns. Not only that, his entire legs changed. They became very narrow, very skinny, and his feet turned from regular human feet to cloven hooves. All this happened like within 20 minutes? It or happened after 20, minutes. after 20 minutes of it being just a regular newborn child, all of a sudden this happened. And then it grew a tail, a, a forked tail. Uh, cherry on top. Yeah, exactly. It's got a tail now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything just came right along with it. But with the tail, it started to attack people with the tail. Started whipping it around and hurting people. For about two or three minutes, most of the people in the room were injured, were hurt. So after the two or three minutes of the creature panicking in the room, it took flight and flew straight out the chimney, damaging the chimney in the process, almost completely destroying it. 
So like reverse Santa. Reverse Santa, exactly. <laughs> so, and flew and the creature flew off into the night sky. So that's one of the origin stories for the New Jersey Devil. All this was supposed to take place in a place called the Pine Barrens in southern New Jersey, which is almost unlivable at this point in time where it was so so much forest area, so much uh, woodlands that people had a hard time living there. They couldn't just up and tear everything down because there was, it was such thick woodlands and it was marshy. It was just very, very hard to live there. But the people who did live there did not have a very good reputation. They were thought to be the worst of the worst. They were thought to be the uh, the thieves, the the bad people in the area, and it just got a really bad reputation. So this mother leads that the story talks about is rumored to be the wife of Daniel Leeds, who was one of the first people to make an almanac. In New Jersey. Matter of fact, he was the first person to make an almanac in that area. The issue with that is this is 1736. Very religious area. A lot of people who believe in God, obviously, and they didn't believe in astrology or anything like that. And Daniel Leeds's almanac was very, it was based a lot on astrology. A lot of that stuff just rubbed people the wrong way, and people did not like it. To a point to where this myth started popping up about this monster, and it was called originally the Leeds Devil, poking fun at Daniel Leeds. People started to believe that Mother Leeds was his wife, but again this is all just myth this is all where it started and where it came from not really any kind of real proof to it there is proof that Daniel Leeds did have 12 kids because in his will he put 12 kids in his will but no proof to a 13th child the weird thing about it though is people have been claiming to see this monster for almost 300 years now I mean, this goes all the way back to 1736 was when the rumors started, but people all over New Jersey have been claiming to see this thing, this okay. monster. So basically you need your mother to not want you for you to have immortality, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that that's one way to look at it, but I, I yeah, no, we're not going to go with that. No, no. no. But yeah, this has been, this has been around for almost 300 years and people are still seeing this thing I mean it's it's very popular in the area like I said in the opening it's the only monster to be associated with a state it's it's the state's official monster New Jersey's official monster is the New Jersey devil no other state has that no other state has an official monster I mean you've got a hockey team the New Jersey Devils. They're named after the New Jersey Devil. It's an extremely popular myth. And the thing about the myth is people still believe it. I mean, there's people out there hunting this thing. Um, we'll get into some, some eyewitness accounts, but back in the 17, 1800s, people were claiming to see this thing all over the place. I mean, you go back to newspaper articles. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, his younger brother Joseph, was exiled from Europe. 
and was sent over and lived in New Jersey for a while, and he claimed to see this monster. He claimed to see it, and that's a very big figure in history. I mean, Napoleon Bonaparte's brother. That's a that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, a colonel in the military in the 1800s was in one of the one of the forts in New Jersey, checking up on artillery, checking up on his cannonballs, making sure that all his cannons fired correctly. Because, you know, that's a big thing in the military. You want to make sure that you're not shooting blanks or anything like that. <laughs> so he's in this in this military encampment, and they're test-firing all these cannons, and they see something flying overhead. And apparently most of the base saw this thing and was terrified by it because of its size and what it looked like. They couldn't really give a real description, but everyone believes it was the New Jersey Devil. That's logical. Yeah, well, whenever you hear that that thing's out there, and remember, this is the 1800s. This isn't 2021 where we're living, where people are... We have science to back everything up. We They, they didn't have that back then. So what's the logical thing when you're test-firing cannonballs and you see this magical beast flying in the air? I don't know. I mean, you said it's like the size of a man, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Well... He test fired a cannonball at this thing. He shot a cannon and hit it. So, uh, so it, it's not very good at dodgeball then. Well, no, it's not good at dodgeball. <laughs> but he hit this thing with a cannonball, and the report that he gave was it bounced off of it. It did not hurt it. That's weird. That's it's terrifying. I mean, if this really happened, and this is an official military report from a colonel in the military. If it hit some, if a cannonball hit something in the air, and the cannonball bounced off, that is terrifying. I mean, that's just that that's that's nuts. Um, other reports say that it went through the monster. Other reports say that they missed completely. But the colonel's report himself it says that it hit it and bounced off. So I mean, you take it with a grain of salt. I mean. Number one, you're going to listen to all these stories, and it's going to be like, okay, these people are crazy. But what drug were they taking? Exactly. <laughs> but that's just one of the myths, and that continued to grow from there, to where people were hearing these high-ranking people in society talk about seeing this thing, and people started to believe it. So, of course, up until now, it's the early 1900s, and you still have sightings of this thing. And then the year 1909 hits. And it's the week of January 16th through the 23rd. Hundreds of people claim to see this thing. Hundreds over that one week span. I mean, you've got people, you've got uh, priests and churches claiming to see it. You've got police officers who say that they cornered it and shot at it and bullets did nothing and it took off into the sky. Um... There are just so many different things that people had seen or claimed to see. And it wasn't just New Jersey. It was all the way up in Maryland. People saw it. And it was all, I mean, just a huge area. People were claiming to see weird hoof prints on their roof. Again, the Santa Claus type thing started popping up. Where, And again, it's, it's New Jersey in January. There's snow everywhere. That's people a are, weird looking... Or- that's a weird looking Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are claiming to see this thing, and it's 
it's just nuts how so many people claim to see it. I think the one that stuck out to me the most was an elderly woman who let her dog out to go to the restroom. Let the dog out to go pee, and she's standing out there waiting on the dog, and all of a sudden this monster swoops down and takes a bite out of her dog. Yeah, takes a bite out of the dog, and what does she do? She grabs a broom and chases it off. <laughs> that is save the, the puppy. That is the official police report. Was she protected her dog with a broom from this monster? So I wonder if there's any like veterinary like reports from this. No, not in 1909. Uh, I I did as much research as I could to see if they found anything about that dog being bitten or attacked and and nowhere I saw the dog died but I mean you would have to just like assume especially I, I, I don't know I can't say what say kind of sure. dog no okay I can't even find what kind of dog it just says that it was her dog and it was bitten and she chased it off with a broom yeah but if it's like this little old lady like you you have to imagine it's like this little like uh, shih tzu or something like that maybe that's just me that thinks that but I, I don't know I, I can't assume anything but can you it's imagine just, grandma with like a big exactly. old Rottweiler? I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm just imagining this woman chasing off this monster <laughs> with a broom. Get off my lawn! <laughs> it's just, it's, that to me stuck out just because it's so funny. But in 1909, hundreds and hundreds of people were claiming to see this thing in a week. Just in one week. And then it just stopped. They went from having hundreds of sightings within seven days to having none. Well, I mean, if you think about the, uh, if, if, and if all this is true, um, you get this creature that's being shot at, it's being chased by an old woman with a broom. It's probably not, you know, it's like, I'm done. We're, we're done for the week. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's just, it amazes me when you just, just the mass hysteria that happened just in that one week and then nothing I mean, nothing at all. Nobody claiming to see it. I mean, you had uh, the zoo in Philadelphia was putting up a $10,000 reward for somebody who could catch it. You had local citizens saying, hey, we will build a private zoo for this thing if you catch it. You had monster hunters all over the place going, and I know that term sounds hilarious, but it's what they were. They were out chasing this, what they thought to be a monster. And then just nothing. I mean, you had a lot of hoaxes. One I read about was people took a kangaroo and they strapped wings to it. Where did they get a horns. kangaroo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they got it from. The local zoo is missing a kangaroo. Exactly. But they took this kangaroo and they strapped wings to it and horns and tried to pass it off as the New Jersey Devil. Okay, so question. What's your question? Is... Is the New Jersey Devil red? No. It's actually, all of the descriptions of it are, it's a tan or dark colored creature. It's nothing to do with, like, the Satan that we imagine. The Lucifer, Devil, whatever, however you want to say it. Nothing to do with that. It's just a creature, and people just started describing it as a devil. Um, lack of a better term would be a demon. Just something evil that people were afraid of. The thing about it is there's been a ton of people that's just claimed to see this thing, and that's within the last century, since 1909. There's still a lot of people that claim to see it from time to time. Nothing like that week 
1909 where you had hundreds of people, but you still have people that come out and say, yeah, I saw something fly over my house, or uh, there was a case back in 2012 where a man in his apartment heard a high-pitched scream, which is also associated with, with the devil. And he looked out his window and he saw this red-eyed creature staring in his window. And That's took creepy. Off. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. And this is all just eyewitness accounts, people saying, hey, I saw this thing. Nothing that can back it up. No evidence or anything like that. But um, the, It's one of those, like, he said, she said kind of things. Exactly. And it's... Either way, I mean, if you have... You hear a high-pitched scream, which is associated with the devil. Most of the people who claim to have seen it claim to have heard this heard this high heard it claim to have heard this high-pitched scream come from this monster. Its eye color changes from red to yellow. Um, thing, there's subtle differences in their in their explanation for this thing, but it's just amazing how many people are still claiming to see this thing. Um, there's a lot of explanations out there, though, that people were putting out there to explain where it came from. Um, the big one goes back all the way back to the beginning of the origins of this thing. Where you go back to Mother Leeds, you go back to Daniel Lead. Um, people did not like them. People thought they were evil, and they associated them with Satan, with the devil, because they used astrology to make the Leeds Almanac. So... A lot of people go back to that and they look at how society looked at the Leeds family as a whole. The interesting part for me is if you go the next generation on to Thomas Lee, which is the son of Daniel Lee, he actually got into a war with Benjamin Franklin, who everybody knows Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin put out a rival almanac to go against the Leeds almanac. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds boring, but when it comes to history, it's very interesting. Because in his almanac, Benjamin Franklin tried to use astrology to, I guess, guess the death of Daniel Leeds. To guess the date, the time, how it was going to happen, all those things. To poke fun at the Leeds family. So... The society at that point really, really did not like them. And where the myth came from, from a mother Leeds creating this Leeds devil, which is now known as the New Jersey devil, a lot of people point to that origin and say, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. That's why people believed in it. That's why they started it. And it's how a lot of myths start is you have people telling their kids stories why you stay away from this family or why you associate with these people i mean that's how santa claus got started i know back on santa claus <laughs> you talk about the easter bunny all these things it's it's ways parents get points across to their kids and at that point in time people did not want their children associating with the Leeds family so they said they started this story saying hey this family created a demon created a devil that's going out and attacking people and doing these terrible things you need to stay away from them and that rumor just spreads and it gets out there it's it's a great way to explain how it started the only thing that that really doesn't explain though is all the sightings that happened in 1909 yeah that's the crazy thing and 
they didn't know who the Leeds family was. It was still known to some people as the Leeds Devil, but it started taking on the persona as the New Jersey Devil because of the area. But they didn't know who Daniel Leeds was. Not really. They didn't know who Thomas Leeds was. Not. I mean, they knew of them, but they didn't know about that that feud that was out there and how those stories got started. So there's really not a really good tie from the origins of how it started to where all these sightings came from in 1909. It really is one of those anomalies that pops up. But there are examples in history where things like this happen. Um, it's called mass hysteria, where people will deal with pressure, they'll hear, hear rumors, and they'll start to see what they think they want to see. Whenever you hear that this monster's out there running around, that this evil thing's out there taking bites out of dogs and getting shot by the police and not getting hurt, and all these uh, monstrous things. I mean, you see something and you're like, oh gosh, it's the Jersey Devil. Exactly, and that's what it was. It was, it's, it's mass hysteria. I mean, you've got an example in France in the, the 1700s where people started dancing out of fear. They were so afraid of what was going on around them and the persona and, and a bishop put a curse on them and people started to dance randomly. And they would dance to exhaustion and die from their hysteria. This is obviously not people dying from seeing the New Jersey Devil, but it is a very good explanation for what happens whenever you start to hear the same stories over and over and over again, where it's not just, okay, that's, that's just a rumor and all of a sudden you see something outside your window or you see something fly overhead or you hear a really, really creepy noise. Something attacks your dog. You're not 100% sure what it is. You scare it off. Um, you shoot a cannonball at something. And I mean, just so many different examples of, hey, you think you saw something, but that may not have been exactly what it was. Just that hysteria from... Number one, the Pine, the Pines area that we're talking about is a very low-income area. It's thought of as very, um, especially in the early 1900s, again, it was a place where you would say that a lot of the criminals hung out, a lot of the low-lives, the people that were the bottom edge of society. So they had that pressure. And then you've got this rumor that there's a monster living in the woods that's going to attack you or hurt you. So obviously that's something that is just going to scare people. So have there been any recorded like deaths? No. There haven't even been any recorded attacks. Not like proof from There's been people show up at the hospital and places like that saying, "Oh, I got attacked by this New Jersey devil." But when people start looking and prodding and poking, they realize it's something else. It's a dog bite or something else. It's just people trying to gain notoriety, just hoaxes from uh you know, just trying to say be famous because they were attacked by the New Jersey Devil. They're the proof that there's a New Jersey Devil. So, no, no deaths, no real attacks, nothing like that. Again, there's no real hardcore proof evidence that this thing even exists. I mean, you've got a few people that come out with pictures every couple years, but most of the time they're obviously doctored. And so yeah, with Photoshop so easily accessed now, it's it's easy to do something like that. Exactly. So it's every once in a while you'll get a picture. Every once in a while you'll get an audio clip of the scream. But 
most of the time it's it's nothing it's no proof nobody's gotten any hair samples or blood samples or bite marks or anything like that it's all hearsay I mean we have more on so many different mythological and legendary creatures and this one is arguably one of the most well known at least in this area yeah. At least in in the New Jersey area, so it's it's so just it has the least amount of proof, but it's more well known, I guess. At kind of yeah, I mean if you go to New Jersey or you go up to the Northeast, New York, places like that, uh, Maine, Connecticut, those that area, and you mention the New Jersey Devil, everybody in that area knows something about it or knows somebody who's seen it or something like that. And there's no proof. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, even if you, you start talking about Sasquatch and you start talking about Loch Ness and all those other really big, well-known creatures, there's been some kind of, of evidence, something. There's nothing with this. I mean, absolutely nothing to back the, cre- the, the real possibility that this thing is real, but people still believe in it. It's, it's really, really amazing just how much this has molded this part of the United States. You've got a hockey team named after him. You've got, it's a state monster. I mean, hey, you got you got Bigfoot and Sasquatch or whatever you want to call it. you got a Skunk Ape down in Florida and all these other really well-known creatures. But one that you have no proof of is now your state monster. And it just, it, it amazes me and it floors me. So there is a creature out there that could explain a lot of the things that go along with the New Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil or whatever you want to call it. And it's called the Sandhill Crane. Uh, The bird is dark in color. It's got a very long face. Obviously, it's a crane. It's got the same type of legs that the the, uh, Jersey Devil is supposed to have, the very narrow, long legs. The only things it really doesn't account for is the horse face, the horns, and the cloven hooves. Is it a horse face or is it a goat face? It's it's both, actually. They, you see both of them. Um, you see them explained in both different ways. But when you look at a ghost face, a goat, a ghost, a goat face versus a horse face, they've got a lot of similarities. And if people are trying to look at it in a dark place. It's very easy to see them, how they get confused. So yeah, that's just one of the discrepancies between the explanation of what this thing looks like. Um, again, it goes back to like the red eyes versus the yellow eyes. People see different things and they explain it in different ways. So yeah, they said a horse face. Some people said horse face. Some people said goat face. It just depends on what they saw. So it's not really a big difference there. The one big thing that everybody described was the scream and the cloven hooves, which the Sandhill Crane explains the scream. It's got a very high-pitched squawk that would sound very similar to a scream, but the cloven hooves, it doesn't. Um, But then again, that's something that people might want to see versus what they actually see. Maybe. So, I mean, if you see this thing flying in at a weird angle at night and you just kind of put two and two together of what you think it might be, all of a sudden, it's the New Jersey Devil. And it may not be. It's just a crane or it's just another animal that is native to the area that 
you never know. Just and people have tried to explain it away with like, oh, it looks like a pterodactyl, and people are claiming. I mean, people are claiming to see pterodactyls all over the United States all the time. People are claiming to see them over Los Angeles, California, and most of the time it's either an elaborate prank or it's misidentification or things like that. But this is this New Jersey Devil. There's no proof of it. There's nothing there that is solid. Going back to the screen, there is one thing that I read that I saw a person trying to describe what this scream sounded like, and it was terrifying, his description. He said what it sounds like is if you step on a cat and you rip one of its limbs off. Ugh. Yeah. I was like, what What kind of... How do you even know what that would sound exactly. like? Exactly. That, that was something that just popped up in my research when I was looking. I was like... Why do you know that? Why is that your description? Of course, this was early 1900. This was 1909, one of their descriptions. I but don't care. Why you, are you ripping cat's limbs off? Uh, I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm just saying that's the way he described it. You were ripping a cat's limb off, which is just terrible and terrifying all at the same time. So the big thing here is there's no real proof. Whether you believe in this thing or not, though, it really doesn't matter. This is one of those monsters that has taken hold of society and molded it and changed it to where people want to believe, to where people are out there naming their sports teams after it and they're adopting it to their state as their monster. And it goes back such a long way that it's just ingrained in New Jersey now. It is a part of what New Jersey is. And it's just incredible. Just this one monster can mold society in that way. So we're going to close this episode on that thought of how just a small idea or a small rumor can change and mold the society around it to believe in something that is completely ridiculous. So if you like this podcast, subscribe. Continue to check us out. We're going to continue to do these uh, more and more. Plan on doing these every other week. But if you have ideas for monsters for us to cover, comment, send us a message. We'll put all that information out there. Again, thanks for listening to Truly Legendary. Bye. Bye.